I believe that one of the greatest forces in the life of our world is the longing for belonging. For belonging in community. For human contact, concern, and connection. As human beings, we have four searches in life. Individuality or identity, community, relatedness, meaning or purpose, and hope, a sense of the future. Today, we are focusing on community. We all need roots and a place of belonging. In his book, Religion in Life, Reverend Hayden Warner relates the following experience. One day, while making a pastoral call, a mother said to me, Will you read this letter? It's from Bob. I sat down and I read the letter. And when I had gotten halfway through, I knew why she wanted me to read it. Bob was away in the service. And this is what he said. You know, I have a feeling that I am coming home all right. I don't know why, but I feel that God is taking care of that. And what I want to say is, when I do get home, I hope that when we're all finished having dinner at night and we're just there at the table, we'll just stay there and look at one another and realize for a little while nothing else but the fact that we're all together. That's what I want. That young man touches a universal chord in each of us. And during these days of ours, there is a poignant longing for a worldwide community which knows peace and hope when there is so much division, so much that tears us apart. We can work for it, and we can pray for it, but such a vision at times can be enormous and overwhelming. And so in the meantime, we can live it out right here in our time and place. There's an old saying that goes, every person needs a little parish of the heart. Every person needs a little parish of the heart. We all need a surrounding group of loving persons where one experiences a depth of life Tender and renewing, nowhere else to be had. Now, you know, people who live together do not necessarily live in community. And those who live alone don't necessarily live without it. Physical nearness or distance is secondary. The primary quality of community is a deep sense of being gathered by God. A deep sense of being gathered by God. And that sense of belonging, of being gathered by God, goes beyond our immediate family. And that's why we refer to ourselves here as a faith community, as a family of God, where all are included. And that's part of why you're here today. And hence our embracing being a church community. We need each other. There's a place for you in community. There's truly a place for you 
in community. Now, we've just been beginning our two new study groups, and as I said earlier, it's not too late to join those. And I want to say how pleased I am with all those who are participating. But there are many ways to be involved. There are many ways to participate in the life of our church, to share in the gift of community. It's stewardship time. It's a time when we focus on gifts. Today it happens to be the gift of community in our lives and how we share our and mingle our individual gifts into something much greater when we come together as God's people. But stewardship is a time to focus on our time, our talent, and our treasure. It's a time to focus on serving the church, serving the world, and serving God. I want to make an observation. It's a little tongue-in-cheek, and I don't mean to be in any way judgmental. But there are some people who do not participate much in the life of the church, in the life of our community, or if they do, it's very little. Sometimes people refer to them as, as Christmas and Easter people or Christers. <laughs> yet, yet they still consider themselves part of the church. Well, here's my observation. If absence makes the heart grow fonder, how some people must really love the church. <laughs> Community. Community. It's such an important reality for those of us who are in the church. The Greek word for community is koinonia. The root word for that is koinos, meaning common. Common. You see, Christians in partnership and community are not special or extraordinary, but ordinary. Our participation in Christ's body is not exclusive, but intended as a way of sharing God's love with all people. All people. For us, the word community comes from the Latin calm and unity. Calm and unity. Calm meaning with, and unity, of course, meaning unity. So it's unity with, unity with one another. That's what that's what our scripture readings were talking about. That's what it means when we come together. It doesn't mean we all agree, but we can be unified in our love of God, and that love is greater than our differences. Now, the Trappist monk, Henry Nouwen, defined community as the place where the person you least want to live with always lives. Wow, that's pretty tough, isn't it? But it's full of truth, too, gospel truth. A lot of what we often mean by community today seems to be people like me. People like me. People who are my age, my background, that I like to be with, people who think like I do. We think that's community. Well, that's not community. That's a club. We hunger for community. But we define it as similarity or intimacy. And often, as not, we pack our bags when people fail to measure up to our expectations. I like Nowen's tough reminder, and it's a good one to keep in mind as we seek to be a community here in the church. Community doesn't mean that I will always be with people I find pleasing to be with. The truth is, I don't always find me pleasing to me. Nor, at its best, has community in the church meant similarity. 
In fact, in the church, the world's distinctions are caught up and transcended in a new reality. In Christ, there is neither male nor female, Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, but all are one in Christ. That's Galatians 3.28. And then from our text for today, we who are strong ought to put up with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Each of us must please our neighbor for the good purpose of building up the neighbor. We are to welcome one another, therefore, even as Christ has welcomed you. We have some wonderful outreach opportunities here at the church. Family Promise Meals on Wheels is going to be coming as a new opportunity for us. And these are all organized around a common focus of putting our hands into the service of Christ for the wider world. A church our size is not merely one big group of a few hundred people. No, it's the living out of our faith in collections of groups. That's how we come to know each other. Community isn't simply committees. What I like best about committees, I mean, we get a lot of work done in our committee meetings, but I value the time before the meeting and after the time, after the meeting's over, when we can visit, when we share together out of our common life experience. And that's why other groups are so important to get involved with as well. When you get involved and participate, which is what it means to share in the life of community, you are recognizing your commonness, that you are one among many in the body of Christ on the one hand, and you are discovering and nurturing your unique talents as gifts for the upbuilding of the church and our community on the other as a part of responding and catching God's call. Stewardship is putting yourself into the mix with all your unique God-given gifts. The choice is ours. Do we share our gifts or do we withhold them? Do we hang on to them? Do we extend ourselves or do we stay put where we are, not wanting to risk? Stewardship is putting the you in community. It's putting the you in community because there's a place for you in community. And let me remind all of us who are members of the neighborhood church of the question we ask and then affirm when we join the church. Here's the question. Do you promise to participate in the life and mission of this family of God's people, sharing regularly in the worship of God and enlisting in the work of this congregation as it serves the community and the world? Now, you either do or you don't. And that's the question for us who are members. There's so many ways to be involved. This church has such a long history of active service and participation. I think of our women's fellowship group that goes way back to the early days of the church and all the circles that are here in the church and different ways to be involved for the women of the church, but not just the women, but for many of us to be involved. There are so many activities. The choir is one wonderful way to share in, in a group within the church. There are so many ways to participate, and, 
And our long history is, is a wonderful, rich tradition. Today, I simply want to raise the bar, if you will, in terms of the expectation that we all participate in the life of community. I can tell you this. If you do, you will be blessed and you will be enriched. There are so many times when I have to come back to church in the evening and I'm thinking, gee, it would be a lot easier if I could just stay home tonight. And then I go and I'm in the company of others. And something happens. Something happens. Somebody shares something or somebody says something. I, I don't even know sometimes what it is. And I just get this, this feeling that buoys me, that lifts me. And I'm so glad I was in the company of others who are part of this church. That is the gift of community. And it happens in surprising ways And it happens all the time. So, I invite you to hear from our other passage from Paul. Let love be genuine. Hate what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Bless those who persecute you. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. As God's chosen one and we, we know these are such important qualities and spiritual gifts. We're to, we're to clothe ourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. We're to bear with one another. We're to forgive one another. But most of all, we're to put ourselves within the clothing of love. Because love binds everything together in perfect harmony. That is the most simple and complex word in the human language, I think, or at least for us, is love. It seems so obvious, and yet sometimes it's difficult. It's often, it's always profound. And when it's real, it's deep, and it connects us together in community as God's people. When we offer ourselves in service to each other and to the world around us, We are connecting to the unity and community with one another. In his book, Going Public, theologian Parker Palmer offers this timely insight. The church's most important mission in the years ahead is to help us recover that vision of humanity and human unity. The sense that we are not only one nation, but one humanity under God. The conviction that out of many can come one, but such vision will not come simply through preaching and exhortation. It must come out of the living experience of people, out of the fabric of everyday life. As we inspect the patterns of our lives, we will discover that they have become so private, so individualistic, so competitive, that we are not exposed to the reality and potential of human community. We will see that our pursuit of private gain has deprived us a whole realm of human experience, a realm called public life, If the church is to live out the spiritual insight that we are as one, it must find ways of renewing public life in our private times. Wow, if that isn't a challenge for today. Our worship is an expression of community, of God's call to be something more than we can be individually. Our closing hymn today is a mighty fortress. It's one of the great Reformation hymns of the church. 
As I mentioned last year, or last week, this Sunday is Reformation Sunday. It's the time when we remember those who went before us in the faith. And out of that came the priesthood of all believers. That means we're all in this together. We're all ministers in the name and in the way of Christ. We are one body. There's no separation between clergy and laity. There's no separation anywhere. Christ has come to break down all the dividing walls. We are one people of God in community. And we feel our connectedness in community. And so our mission is to extend our community to one another and outward. Everyone needs a little parish in the heart. This is a congregation of hundreds of people. We are truly collections of groups. As we gather, as we work together, as we roll up our sleeves together and do the work of Christ. And when you do that, you get to know people. You get to know the people you work with, the people you share with, the people you have coffee with. I'm very little. When I look at all of you, when I look at all of you, it takes imagine what we can be and do together.